0: If you will, look at the scripture in Luke 2:51 through 52. This is a time where uh, Mary and Joseph had lost Jesus for about a day. We'll talk about that deeper in a moment. But the part I want you to realize in the middle here, it says that uh, his mother kept all these things in her heart. That's where we're gonna start today. Let me read the passage. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. Let's pray together. Father, help me to be a plain preacher today, so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit. Any word of knowledge you give to me to speak to a person or their situation, if you prompt me with it, I want to be obedient to speak to it. And then lord you look at all of us today but you see me differently uh i'm your teacher your preacher and on me is a stricter judgment than anybody in this room i know that and i accept my place in rightly dividing your word so in the name of jesus that i pray his name that i preach amen you can be seated chad give me a little more volume if you would i would appreciate that <clears throat> i'm losing my voice and i'm trying to push a little bit so thank you hi i, I want to Say happy Mother's Day to you all. And I know that uh, it can be a day of celebration, which I pray that it is for many. Uh, It can also be a very tough day for folks. uh, and It can be a time of grief, and it can be for a number of reasons why today you may be grieving. But I I, I wanna give uh, you a challenge from uh, three different mothers in Scripture. And then also, I, I wanna g- uh, give a challenge that really will pertain to every, every one of us here in this room. Uh, so back to this original passage. They had been into the city, they were leaving, and you're going, how, how can you leave Jesus behind? Well, some of their culture and, their, and some of their way of living was that uh, men would travel in groups and women would travel in separate groups and so mary's looking at her group going well jesus is not here he's probably in joseph's group and joseph is looking at his group going jesus is not here he's probably in mary's group so when the groups came together they realized he wasn't there and they go back and they find him teaching and and really mesmerizing the scribes and the people of the law and they're uh, they're they're moved by how much he knows as a boy and this is where Jesus makes that statement, do you not know that I'm in my father's house and I am about my father's business? And, uh, but when all this is happening, it said Mary is, is keeping these things in her heart. And we're gonna talk about that in a deeper fashion in just a moment. But you're thinking, how, can they, how could you leave somebody? Well, I'm gonna go ahead and confess. We left Laura, when Laura was a little girl, after church in Russell Springs, where I pastored, First Baptist Russell Springs, uh, we usually go out to eat, we went to eat at Western Sizzlin, which the building's still there, but the, but the restaurant's not there. And it's on Highway 80, going toward Columbia. Shane, you probably know, I'm, y'all know what I'm talking about. And uh, so uh, I, uh, we, we ate as a family and got home, and I'm seeing Julie, I'm seeing Andrew, and where's Laura? Where is Laura? So we left Laura at the Western Sizzling and, and we lived out toward uh, Eli, if y'all know where that is in the big county of Russell County. So we had a little bit of drive back in and, and uh, it, 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 it all's well obviously, but we found Laura. She, at that time she was wearing those, I call them those flu flu dresses that have all those ruffles underneath of them. And this is how we find Laura. Laura did not miss us one bit. She had the top part of her dress, like an apron part of it, and made it like a basket. And she was going from table to table asking for quarters. (laughs) And she wanted to buy things in that gum machine, that you know, Super Bowl and a ring, and you know what I'm talking about, we'd never let her do it. So she knew we weren't around, and she had gone from table to table holding that apron part out and it was just filled with quarters people. So in typical preacher kid fashion, we found her taking up an offering, you know? So, uh, we, we came back, we, we can do that. You know, we can get busy and, and, and do that. So, uh, I uh, wasn't being a good dad in that particular day, but Laura could have cared less. <laughs> if you, and if you know Laura, you know that to be true. So um, in, anyway, we're gonna give a challenge to you from three moms in scripture. Two of them you're probably gonna know about, one of them you may not have read too much, and that's the one we'll begin with. It's in Proverbs 31, one through five. Uh, and it's about a mom who has a son who's a king and she's given him advice, her motherly advice. And uh, there's gonna be some touchy subjects, uh, little points in here, and so don't read them and and react on me. Just give me time to go through them, okay? Let's read the passage together. People uh, look at Psalm 31 and they read the portion about a noble woman or a virtuous woman who takes care of her family and her family rises up and calls her blessed and. You know that part. A lot of people don't handle the scripture verses before that, but we're going to today. It says, the words of King Lemuel, an oracle that his mother taught him. What should I say, my son? What son of my womb? What son of my vows? Don't don't spend your energy on women. Now, men, don't flinch. Don't amen, don't say nothing. You just be quiet right now, okay? To my brothers and my tribe, Hush, all right? No reaction whatsoever, all right? Don't spend your money on women or your efforts on those who destroy kings. It is not for kings, Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to desire beer. Otherwise, they will drink, forget what is decreed, and pervert justice for all the oppressed. And obviously, you can see some hot topics in here already, right? So here's a mom who's giving advice to her son, a king, and she knows he's a king, but she probably doesn't look at him as a king. She just realizes, this is my son. And my son happens to be a king, and he happens to lead over people. He has power and authority over people, which is really the whole picture of her advice that she's getting ready to give. And and moms are gonna give advice, aren't they? Let me go ahead and throw dads in there too. We're gonna give advice. When Tom was alive and Laura and Tom were married, we gave him advice, right? Cause there's just something in us that we have to say it. Like when I leave Laura, I, I'm going, Laura, you be careful. And she goes, I know dad. And I'm going, but I have to say it, yes. right? I have to, you gotta let me say it. Cause I do want you to be careful. Uh, I say that even to Andrew and Maria today as well. I say it to many of you all actually. Uh, but we we give advice, moms give advice, dads give advice. When I do marital counseling uh, to a young couple that's getting married, I give them five areas to deal with. Number one is your spiritual life. Keep it in order, it's hard work, but you gotta work at that harder than anything that you do because uh, it'll be the first thing to leave you if you're not careful. Second, keep your finances in order. About budgeting and talking through things and you know i've i've seen people fuss and bicker over twenty dollars you know and it just even though the amount may not be that much it's just the constant bickering over finances and it not be good for the marriage and then i talked to him about tithing as well about honoring the lord uh the third thing i talked to him is about communication uh i especially try to teach this to the guy to the to the groom And I'm going, you've got to learn each other's language. Uh, And I I try to describe the woman's language. I said, uh, it it sounds like a question, looks like a question, feels like a question, it's not a question. I said, when Julie looks at me and goes, are you going to wear that? That looks like a question, feels like a question, sounds like a question, but it's not a question. Right, ladies, it's not a question, is it? Guys, it means go change your clothes. Sounds like a question, not a question. Then the fourth thing I talk to them about is their sex life, their sexuality. And then the fifth thing, which always gets the smiles, is I talk to them about in-laws. Um, in-laws are gonna give you advice whether you want it or not. We just have to, or we're going to burst, right? And I, I give, I give uh, still to this day, I give Laura advice. Uh, Julie and I give uh, Andrew and Maria advice, and then, but I, I give them the advice, and I go, listen, it's your all's decision. You all listen to it, do what you want to with it. It's your life. You make the decisions that you want to make but we we give advice and this mom's giving advice. Uh, The in-law situation can be good, it can be bad, right? It can not always work out as pleasantly as you would wish it to be. But we're going to give advice just like this mom gives advice. Let me give you a good in-law joke that you can use, okay? It's up to you when you use it. But you know the difference between in-laws and outlaws? You know the difference between them? Outlaws are wanted. Okay, i just leave that with that, all right? And uh, God forgive us all, all right, on that. Okay, the, uh, so uh, we have a mother, some of you, <laughs> uh, attribute that joke to somebody else if you use it, okay? Not necessarily to me. What did you learn at church today? I learned that outlaws were wanted. Um, the, the picture here, though, is the mother is giving advice, which is pretty much a picture of a mom. Uh, she's going to give advice. And let's look at the three areas here that she gives advice to her son who is king and who rules over people. And the first one is, uh, is if you'll back up to the one about women, Miles, verse three there, don't spend your energy on women and don't react, let me explain. The king has power and authority and he can prey on a woman or women. And she's telling him not to do that. But she's also saying, don't let the woman prey on you. Don't misuse a lady and don't let a lady misuse you is really what this means. So it doesn't sound as offensive as you might have taken it. The second one is about destroying, don't use your efforts, your power and authority on those who destroy kings. Like if you don't have to go to war, don't go to war. Try to, try to live at peace when it comes to that. Uh, don't misuse your power and authority to d- try to destroy another king. She's really telling her son, who happens to be a king, focus on your own people, focus on your own king. Like for example, I don't need to be pastoring somebody else's church. I have our own to pastor, right? I don't need to be, you get the picture. The, the third is avoid strong drink, verse four. It's not for kings, Lemuel. It's not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to drink beer uh, because of what it can do. And we'll speak about this for a moment. Some say scripture doesn't say that you can't, you don't need to drink. Well, obviously it says it here, but also later on, she talks about people that do drink. And I, we will we, we'll get into this in a minute. I'll give you a, a, a point, my point uh, personally here in just a second. But we know that this is a leadership issue from a mom to a son who happens to be a king because we know strong drink can cloud your judgment. Everybody in here knows that. I don't have to tell you that. And we know depending, uh, this mother could be looking at her son whom she knows and knows that he has a tendency to move this way meaning there is a, there, there can be an addiction issue or it, it can bother him and you need to stay away from it. It could just be a, a mother knowing her own son, but we know that it clouds your judgment and it's a leadership choice and it can wreck your leadership and it can wreck how you lead others is the picture here. Now, personally, I don't drink. I ask our staff not to drink. Uh, I don't, I want to get bottom line, real country with you and common sense. I don't need to be wading into what I'm pulling people out of. Uh, So that becomes a stance with me Uh, when it comes to this. I have seen how devastating it can be to people and their lives. And here this mother knows what's best for her son. And she's telling her son, you need to stay away from this. Don't misuse women, don't let women misuse you. Don't be handling your affairs in another king's business or the beginning of war and avoid strong drink because it will help you, it will hinder you being able to lead your people. And so here's the bottom challenge of all this. You're going, what's this have to do with Mother's Day? Well, moms give advice and they give advice to help. And here's the challenge for all of us here today, not only moms, but the challenge here out of this mother and her son, who happens to be a king, is lead well, lead well. Wherever you have leadership, make sure that you lead well. We are entering a ministry with Sunrise Children's Home in Danville, which is a boys home. And we began our first Sunday with them last month in april our next sunday is going to be this coming sunday on the 21st and you'll hear more about that later in the service so the picture that is given here is with moving into sunrise and, and working with them is i want us to move in that ministry slow because i want us to learn our place and i want us to lead well i don't want to barge in there like uh you know, the, the MMA, fired McGregor, you know how he walks, he's got that sass, you know. And, uh, and I don't want us to walk in there going, well, here comes Hope Church and our ministry, and you know, we're gonna take over and we're gonna do this. And I want us to move in slowly. I want, I want them to know us, I want to know them, and then I want us to see how God is revealing to us how to do this ministry. It just, I want everything we do in our church I want, us, I want us to lead well. I would rather offer less things and lead well than offer more than we can do and our leadership not do well. Uh, because the, the motherly advice here is for her son, her son, who happens to be a king, is stay away from things that will hurt your leadership and lead well. So I'm the challenge for us is today is to lead well secondly it's it's a story that you know out of 2nd Timothy chapter 1 verses 3 through 5 this is Paul writing to his son in the ministry Timothy not his biological son his ministerial son and he's remembering the faith of his mother and his grandmother I thank God whom I serve with a clear conscience as my ancestors did when I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day. Remembering your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy, clearly recalling your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother, Lois, then in your mother, Eunice, and that I am convinced is in you also. Um, Here's a grandmother who was a mother, and then a mother, and then Timothy and they're all living out a faith. He says their faith, first of all, is sincere. It means that it's not fake. I'll tell you what will show you and show the world where your faith is. It's the seasons that we have in our life. And there are seasons that we ask for and we long for. And there are seasons that we do not ask for and we never want. But those seasons come too. And what will, do, what will show the world your faith is how you react to those seasons. When those seasons that we never ask for come into our life, then what do we show? Do we show that we turn and run, uh, that we live in fear? Or what do we do? We stand in our faith. We stand in our faith. Uh, even though it's a season we don't want, we don't ask for, we stand in our faith. It is not fake. I, uh, I, uh, Andrew's going through some things in his life, and don't, don't take it as being negative, it's not negative. Uh, they just bought a house in Wilmore, and uh, they're working on that. He, we talked this morning, he's like, Dad, can you move Friday? Can you help us move Friday? And I've got, man, I'll talk about it here in a little more. We've got Andrew tubs all over our house. I cannot wait to deliver those tubs to my son and say, here, I've kept them all these years. Now you can have them, okay? It's things that you wanted and we kept. I'll speak on that in a moment. So I, I saw a prayer, uh, it's called the cowboy prayer and it's a, over a meal and I sent it to Andrew and it, it I'll paraphrase it best I can, but the, the this cowboy was at a table with other people and he's praying a prayer and he's praying over the food. And he goes, Lord, I hate buttermilk. And when he said that, everybody looked up, you know, like, this is really strange and where are you going with this? He goes, I can't stand buttermilk. And he goes, Lord, while I'm at it, I can't, I I, I don't like lard either. I don't like lard. And he said, Lord, there's one more thing I don't like. I don't like raw flour. He said, I don't like those things. But he said, Lord, I love it when you mix them together and they make a biscuit. He said, I love biscuits. And subliminally, you're gonna be ordering those here or eating one this afternoon with me mentioning it here to you. And he said, Lord, I take it when you got, have things that I don't like and you mix it together and you make biscuits. Uh, and we all have areas of our life that we don't like, seasons we don't like. But I wanna tell you something. Now I know this can be a take a lemon and make lemonade kind of sermon, you know? But let, let the Lord take everything he has not left you, he is with you. And let him mix all of it together, okay? And then biscuits, right? Let him mix all of it together and see what he does. And, and there's a, it's a faith, we've gotta have a faith that endures whatever season we're going through in our life, be it a good season, or be it a very difficult season. Uh, our faith is not fake, it's very sincere. And then we learn from a grandmother and a mother on to Timothy that faith is passed on. Uh, it, is, it has a legacy to it. It is a faith that is, for, that is now in future generations. You and I are living a faith that will affect generations that we may never personally ever see and know. Uh, it's important for you to know that. It's not just your faith. It's a faith that affects generations past you. And then we know that uh, there, the faith in this house with his grandmother and his mother and Timothy is not a complete household faith. Timothy's father was not a believer. We know that because of Acts chapter 16, verse one, we know that. And his father was Greek, and it says that. It says it very clearly there in Acts 16, one. And so you may be in a home situation where not everybody in your household is a believer. You need to have that faith anyway, that this faith existed even though the whole household did not believe. Uh, So what's the challenge to us today? Is have faith in God. Put your faith and trust in God. There are things in our life we don't like. There are seasons we don't wanna live. We didn't ask for them, but the world will do that to us. The world will bring, and Jesus says it, you know, there's tribulations that come. James says, when you have trials and tribulations, not if you have them, but when you have them, uh, know that God is growing you, that he's taking all of it, and one day he'll mix it together and we'll have biscuits. He will put it together for us. The challenge is, have faith in God. The third mother is the mother of Jesus. And in Luke two sixteen and 19, I want you to get the picture. The shepherds had just had the angels open up heaven to them and tell them that the Lord has been born. And so here are the lowly shepherds, heaven opens up, the angels appear to them, and they go and find baby Jesus. Let's look at this. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the feeding trough. We know this is part of our Christmas scripture. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child. And all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds said to them because they're telling them their angel story, how God revealed it to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. Uh, moms, moms, you, uh, you treasure and ponder. The reason we have so many tubs that are Andrews is Julie has kept absolutely everything that kid has ever done. <laughs> And to, to men out there, to my tribe, I'm just going, here's another tub. Laura Geely looks at it and goes, oh. And so I've got my throwaway pile and my keep pile, which ends up just being a keep pile. Why? Because moms treasure and ponder. They treasure and they ponder. The word treasure here means they guard it. They keep it. They don't forget it. Like uh, I told you earlier, Julie and I literally have not been away uh, on any kind of a little vacation since 2015. So I haven't taken a vacation in eight years from this church. And uh, I, uh, when it when it came when it came to to when it came to doing that, I, I was like, Julie, how long has it been this morning? And I go, How long has it been since we've been away? And of course, Julie started firing all these dates at me. You know, like it was, you know, we did this in 2015 and we haven't done anything since then. And I mean, did I remember it? No. Did Julie remember it? I mean, laid down the timeline, you know, why? Because mom's treasure, mom's guard and keep and they literally don't forget. And so we've got everything Andrew's ever colored, Uh, everything, I mean, all the refrigerators at Lowe's would not hold the pictures this kid has drawn. I think he's the most pictured kid ever in videos. You remember that big honking old VCR? We've got tubs of videos of just Andrew, and I love him dearly. But after a while, I've you know you know what I'm saying. Is it wrong for me to say that? Uh, I mean, we'll never look at all those videos. But I'm like, what are we gonna do with them? And Julie looks at me with her bottom lip out, you know? I mean, why? Because that's what moms do. Moms keep and they guard and they don't forget. And so here's what's going on here. So as you'll get the picture and the context, Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus are there and the shepherds come up and they're telling these amazing angel stories the angels appeared and they said this to us and they revealed this to us and we want to come worship him and, and, but when they're telling their angel story what is Mary remembering? Mary is remembering her own angel story where the angel came and told her that she's going to have a son and there's going to be a virgin conception mind-blowing how that could even happen and in that She's hearing their angel story and what's she doing as a mama? She's remembering her angel declaration where she had her own personal visit from heaven itself from an angel and she's pondering, she's meditating, she's pondering. What does ponder mean? It means she's putting it all together. She's weighing the situation, she's comparing it. She's not only guarding it, but she's going, okay, Lord, how does all this fit together? How does all of it come together? And she does this. And what is she what is she putting together? She's putting together how all that God has done. Uh, Julie and Laura walking on Folly Beach, and uh, I was just sitting really guarding shoes and purses and stuff. And another guy came and sat by me. We were chatting, and... And he goes, where are you from? I said, Kentucky. And he says, you sound like you're from Kentucky. I said, well, I I am. And uh, uh, he asked me, he said, "What what are you doing here? And I said, I've just been thinking and praying. And I literally was pondering. I was putting how faithful God has been. When I was faithless and unfaithful to my God, he remained faithful to me. Mary's putting it all together. What's the challenge to us? The challenge to all of us on this Mother's Day is let's remember what God has done. Let's remember how faithful he has been to us. So here's putting it all together. Lead well. Treat others well. Lead them well. Don't let anything cloud you, uh, and cloud your mind or even your leadership. Lead well. Number two, Have faith in God. Biscuits. I may not like everything that's individual, but when it all comes together, God brings it together for good. And biscuits, right? Have faith in God. And third, let's ponder. You don't have to be a mom to ponder, even though moms ponder. Let's all sit here today, during this time of invitation, and let's remember all that He has done for us and let's give thanks. Let's pray together. Father, I pray over our people today. There are those who need to make decisions, Lord, of surrender to you. Give them courage. Father, there are those of us who need to recommit our faith. May we do that. Father, some of us may be in a place where we're mistreating others. Teach us to lead well. And then, Lord, let us all ponder today, not just the moms and remember what you have done and that you have always been faithful. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Uh, Our invitation is this, whosoever will, for whatever reason, you come. So church, would you stand? Counselors, would you find your place? Logan and the team is gonna lead us and you respond, you come.